Welcome to Power of the Cross Radio Sermons with Pastor Farrell Wilson. Brother Wilson is the pastor of the Lighthouse Church in Grenada, Mississippi. The sermon you are about to hear can also be downloaded at www.grenadachurch.com. We know you are going to be blessed. Now, on to the message. Esther chapter 4, starting at verse 10, reading down through 17. Again, Esther spake unto Hatok and gave him the commandment unto Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that whosoever, whether the man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court, who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may live. But I have not been called to come into the king these thirty days. And they told to Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For thou altogether holdest peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, and who knoweth whether thou art come to this kingdom for such a time as this? Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer, Go gather all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. Also my maids will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. I thank you for this time we have together, Lord. This time on Mother's Day where we can give honor to our mothers, those that are present, those that are not. We pray for the ones that are under the weather today. Uh, Father, those that are traveling, I thank, just thankful for our mothers, God, how they kept us up this year. And just pray your blessings be upon them. Be with us in this service, Lord. Anoint us to speak in here. In Jesus' name we ask it and we say amen. amen. For such a time as this, the setting is in Persia, and you would know it better as modern-day Iran. They're not in Jerusalem. Nebuchadnezzar taking the Jews out of Israel, captivity, and they're in what we would know as Iran. And it's a great time of peril for the Jewish people. And there's four main characters in this book of Esther. The king, Ahasuerus, is the powerful Persian king. And then you have Esther, and she is the Jewish lady who becomes the king's queen. And then you have Mordecai, and he is Esther's kinsman, almost like an uncle, if you will. And then you have Haman, and Haman is, is a Jew hater. We didn't see his name in the uh, text that I read, but before this, Haman was a very evil person. In fact, when he come into power below the king, he had uh, set forth a decree to have all the Jews killed. He was a type of a forerunner to Hitler is what he was. Haman's plan was to annihilate every single Jew. And Esther is called upon here to deliver the Jewish people. And if you notice on, in verse 14, uh, on the darkest day, God makes a way. These were very dark days for the Jews. And God had opened a door 
some five years earlier for Esther to marry the king. It was a miracle that it happened. And uh, in matter of fact, the one that was intended to be the queen, the king had called for, she would not even answer him. So he said, well, I'm going to take care of this. And he found him another one. And Esther was the one that was fair looking to him. And he had her set up as his queen. And this five years later, this this Haman, he, he hatches this plan to kill the men, to kill the women, not only them, but to kill the children and the widows. He is going to eliminate every one of them. Sounds almost like Hitler to me. And there, there have been many, many dark days for the Jews. And speaking of uh, Hitler, uh, it's just the way that Satan has always come against God's people. When I was in Germany, I, I got to go to Munich, and just north of Munich is a place called Dachau. And when you go to the gates there, you, you can just feel the evil presence. I was, I was not a Christian, but I'll never forget, wrote in German, in the iron gate there, it says, work will set you free. And you look and you see these camps and you go inside, you see the ovens they burnt the Jews in. And one place, another place I remember quite well was Flossenburg because we were on the border guarding against Russia when I was there. Just evil, evil places that were, uh, they were built to exterminate the Jews. And it's no different than what we're reading here because that's what was the intent by Haman. And, you know, folks, as dark days were back then, we're facing dark times now. Despite all the advancements of mankind, you would think the day we're living in would be a peaceful time. you think people would be coming together. But it seems like the more technology, the more we have, it seems like the more division we have. Uh, we had our president stand up, I guess it was yesterday or the day before, and said the greatest threat to America is white supremacy just causing further division and hatred in our country. And one of the greatest, I think, threats that people have forgot about, but it's a great threat. And we need to talk about it here on this Mother's Day. The greatest threat I think we have in the United States is the satanic Islamic movement that is is growing so rapidly underneath our noses and we don't see it. And here's the ugly secret behind Islam, though. It is the enslavement and control of women. You remember I said that, that Islam, at, that, at the very heart of it, that's one of the core principles is to enslave and control women. I mean, we're living in dark days. This moral decay of our society is glaring us in the face. Families are tore apart like never before. Divorce, it, I don't even, it may be even higher now. I don't know how you could get any higher than what it is. But I know a few years back that uh, marriages, listen to this, one in two marriages end in divorce. Uh, it, it can't get much worse than that. Uh, but we're headed that way. Marriage is no longer sacred. Stable homes are a very rare commodity in the United States now. But uh, you may, women today, you may be passing through dark moments in your life outside of what's happening in the world. You may have dark days of your own, dark days in your home, in your marriage, with your children, dark days in your business or on your job. Uh, you may have dark days in your health and fear and dark days emotionally. No peace on the inside. That damage nobody sees that's 
near the surface, but yet it's hidden. But I believe our God delights in working in the dark. I can prove it to you. Because in the middle of darkness, when this planet was just dark, void, without form, many people think He created earth. That's not what the Bible says. I understand He created it, but in Genesis 1 and 1 and 1 and 2, we see that the earth was void and without form. It was. I read a psalm the other day that suggested the earth was just full of water all the way up to the mountaintop. And God said, let there be light in the middle of this darkness. And His Spirit hovered over the waters and brought life into that darkness. In spiritual darkness, when we're lost, He, he brings light into that. And so many promises in the Bible are for God-fearing women because God knows their worth. Amen? I'm trying to get you on my side this morning. Amen? But, but God's Word does say in Proverbs 31 and 10, Who can find a virtuous woman? Listen, for her price is far above rubies. To find a, a good woman, to find a, a good Christian woman is more valuable than finding the most precious stones. And Mordecai, he trusted God that that he would deliver the Jewish people through Esther. Mordecai seen the moment he said, we're all about to die. He got word that Haman was about to kill all of them. And he seen a, a door of opportunity through Esther to speak through the king. And the world needs to see that kind of faith rise up in us in dark days. No matter what's going on in this world, we do not need to let the world shake our faith, ladies. Men, we do not need to let this world shake our faith. Mordecai, he could have accepted it and went on, and that seems what like most of the church world is doing, is just accepting what's before them and moving on, but not Mordecai. He's seen an opportunity here to save the Jewish race. You know, women are the center of homes, and you must hold the line. I don't care if you're a stepmother, I don't care if you're a mother, maybe you don't have children, but still you're going to have an impact even in churches, in the community, to the children around you. Don't give in in these last days. I see something happening I've never seen before since I've been standing in the pulpit, but I'm seeing it now. Womanhood is being attacked like never before. I really feel like Christian women, really women everywhere, should be coming up off the floor with the things that are going on and voicing their opinion about it and telling the truth. The woman of the year was given to a man. Come on now. You don't see the attack? Women's sports events are being won by men. One particular man that called the huge controversy with a well-known beer was selling, celebrating 365 days of womanhood. Boy, my wife got upset, and I didn't blame her. And you know what she said? He doesn't have a clue is what it is to be a woman. I don't either. There are things that a woman experiences that I have no clue. They birth children. They go through things that men don't go through. And, and these men are coming in with a satanic agenda and they're demeaning this, the, the womanhood. 
satanic forces are trying to wipe out women through something called transvestites. All this stuff you see of trans women, that's just a way to minimize what it really is. Let me explain to you before we go any further. I'm going to give you a two-second medical lesson. I am no doctor, but I can read. If you go to any Merrick, Merrick makes medical manuals for all doctors. They reference these things. Doctors do. And, but I, that you have access to it on the internet. And Merrick medical manuals define transvestism as this. It is a mental illness that where a man thinks he is a woman and he dresses and tries to compensate for that. It is a medical illness. It's been defined for years. You go look it up. It's there. It says it is a mental illness is what it is. And our country is so deranged. It is so evil. In these last days, now our own government is holding this up as normal. Let me give you a reality check about transvestites this morning. If I took a hundred women and I took ten men and I stuck them on a deserted island, I come back in 100 years. You know what I would find? I would find a thriving community of women, men, and children is what I would find. Now, if I took a hundred transvestites and 10 men and stuck them on a deserted island and come back in a hundred years, you know what you find? You find 110 skeletons. That's what you find. Now that's just common sense. But it's the women are being attacked. Ladies, despite the threat to erase the beauty of a woman, you must stay strong and you must hold the line, especially as a Christian woman. Because you are more precious than rubies is what the Bible says, and even more so in this wicked and evil generation that we're living in. There are men that desire to have a woman like that, and it's sad to say that not many can be found. They're like a a precious gem. Don't lose that in these last days. In such a time, we need more Esthers. Esther looked to help from God. Look, look up, because that is where your help comes from, ladies. For a Christian woman, your help cannot come from the world. And you may be asking yourself today, and it's a great question, why is womanhood so hated? Why do people hate women like they do in these last days? I got an answer for you. I promise you I do. Let's look at the Bible for the answer. The answer is in Genesis 3 and 15, from the very beginning. God told Satan, because of what you've done to my couple here in the garden, you and this woman will hate each other. Your descendants and hers will always be enemy throughout time. One of hers, this is a good shouting ground for Pentecostals, one of hers will, will bruise or strike your head. One of them. Who was that one? That one was Jesus Christ that would come through the seed of the woman. Amen? That one. (laughs) He said there would be one that would come through the seed of the woman that would strike your head, and his name was Jesus Christ. God brought the Redeemer of the whole human race through the seed of the woman. Amen. Amen. 
Now, men, what did he bring through men? The seed brought sin and it brought death. It did. So that's why women are so important. And now you understand why there is such an attack. Thank you for listening today. This radio station is listener supported, which means we rely on your donations to keep us on the air. We're a nonprofit organization, so your donations are tax deductible. We're on the air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, playing Christian music and teaching programs. We have something for everyone. We're asking for your help today. We need your prayers and your financial support to stay on the air. Won't you please make a donation today? You can make a secure donation by going to our website at www.cross.radio. Thank you for your support and God bless you. Look up to the Lord and trust Him like Esther did. And Esther called on the people to fast and pray for three days. It showed her belief in God and belief that He hears our prayers and He's a present help in times of trouble. And there's no doubt we're in times of trouble right now. We're trying to get the church to wake up. We're trying to get anybody that will listen to wake up. We're in times of trouble. We're not going back to a normal time. Count on it. Now, you may disagree with me. You can walk out that door today and say, Brother Wilson is just full of hot air. But hang on, sister. Hang on, brother, because there's dark days ahead. And we need women and men full of faith that know how to call upon the Lord during these times. Our very existence is being threatened. Oh, how you get that? You take women out of the equation. Take women out of the equation. There won't be a human race. There won't be homes to go to. Now, you call that what you want. I call it a threat to my very existence. I call it a threat to the existence of my family. I call it a threat to the existence of my children, a threat to the existence of my grandchildren. And if this world is here long enough, great-grandchildren and beyond that. So who'll stand up and say, I look to the Lord for my help. God uses this woman to fulfill His plans. In verse 14, Mordecai sends back and says, And who knows, but you've come to a royal position. Look at those words. For such a time as this, God always has a person of the hour. Always. Without a shadow of a doubt, every time this human race has been through some type of travesty, some evil that has went on, that we were talking about Hitler earlier, somebody had to stop him, and God had somebody. He had the United States, and there was people throughout American history that have stood up against evil. And who will it be to stand up in this last hour against the evil that we're facing? My friends, I I feel that we're going to see some great things out of certain women. I don't think it's going to be a whole big church full of women or maybe some type of movement. Maybe that's a better word. I think God has one or two women in the wings, if you will. Where do you get that? The mother of Moses, Jochebed. One woman in the midst of, of Hebrew children being slaughtered 
They were taking the little boys and they were just killing them. And here she is, one lady that was hiding them and hid her own son. You had Deborah, the judge of Israel. Now, Deborah was a powerful, powerful woman. She was a judge of Israel. She was a warrior. She went out to fight and she judged Israel. How people can get that women shouldn't be in positions of authority or not reading the same Bible that I am. They'll say, well, in Old Testament times, this was Old Testament times. This was in times of judges. You remember last week when I preached about Samson? A time of a judge? Same thing. Deborah was a judge over Israel. Mary, a teenage girl. Boy, could you imagine the scene nowadays? I'd love to see how the church would react nowadays. A 16-year-old girl pregnant, not married, and supposedly she got the Savior of the world in her. Could you imagine how the church would react? I can tell you how they would react, and it wouldn't be good. And God used that little girl. Perhaps you're God's woman of the hour. The devil has convinced so many of you that you're not worthy, that you're unable to be used of God. Perhaps you're a woman of the hour far greater than you realize. Maybe you're going to have influence over somebody. Maybe you'll rear a child. Maybe a child you have is going to do something great. Maybe you yourself, you could be the woman of the hour for this church, for this community, for America. But how will you ever know if you don't follow after God and you don't trust in Him? How will you ever know if your faith is just not existing and you're laying down to the world and accepting all the things that are coming at us? Ladies, you have to stand up to this evil in the world. You have to. You're the one that has to do it. You're the one that's going to have to rise up against this evil, this threat against women. Esther's cry was to do or die. Look in verse 16. She said, if I perish, I perish. Esther was willing to get involved. You have to be willing to get involved first thing. You have to care enough beyond your own household. Now, Esther could have probably saved her own neck. But you remember what Mordecai told her. You think that you're setting up in that that castle and it's going to save you? No, they're going to find out and you're going to perish just like the rest of us is what he told her. And But she looked beyond her own self and she said, there's something greater than me. You know, the the Christianity has gotten so... um, It's false doctrine is what it is. At the very heart of Christianity is about serving others. It's not about serving yourself. Christianity is not self-centered. Christianity is not about me and just my house. Because if that's your Christianity, you have no Christianity. Jesus, one thing He taught was to love your neighbor as yourself. And then, then were some big words. Because then you quit caring about your own self first and your own family and your own needs and you start caring about the others around you. Ladies, if, if you're over the age of 40 here today, what about this next generation of ladies coming behind you? 
and we're not standing up and defending them right now in simple little things like sports. You know, we say all oh, ain't going to affect Grenada. Right here in Grenada, I heard Richard Flock set up here and tell us the story of them not allowing just a little Christian ornament inside of school. So we can't have it up in here. I bet if I went over there with the Quran, I bet they'd allow it in. I wish I could prove it somehow, but I know they would. I bet they would allow things that children shouldn't even be talking about nowadays. I bet they'd allow that in that school. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to just continue to sit back and not say anything? Men, are you going to sit back and not say anything? You know, I don't know how far of an impact just one voice might have, but one voice is better than no voice. One voice is better than no voice. We should be standing up. Ladies, you should be standing up for these ladies coming up under you, the ones that are going to be here after you're gone. Esther was willing to surrender all to do her part. Are you willing to surrender all? Now, Christianity, one of the, another hallmark of Christianity is being able to lay down your life for another. And that means you go to, if it, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, and God can use me, if God calls me to do something, whatever it takes, I'll go do it, Lord. What will you do? I fear that most of the churches, as a whole across the board, have turned into, it's more of a self-centered gospel. And it's really no gospel at all. My friends, Christianity will cause you to lay down your life for another one if the need be. And I know in the United States now, us laying down our life for the cause of Christianity will probably not happen. But I will say this, you might put yourself at risk, your reputation, and you might have to say something on social media. You might have to defend it out in this, um, at a school board meeting. You might have to defend it at a public town meeting. You, there are many ways we can stand up and do our part, surrender all, and set aside our needs and say, you know what, in these last days, we have to stand up for what's right. Because the things that happen with, in, in the time of Hitler and Germany don't say they won't happen here. Don't say they won't. I, I, I'm seeing things going on right now I never thought would happen. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a little analogy. They said, this was said of a Christian. He, he went and he apologized to Jews, I think maybe in the 60s or 70s, and he told them this testimony. There were Christian churches in Germany. People don't think that uh, Germany, they get in their mind, maybe there wasn't no religion, but oh yeah, even Hitler claimed to be a Christian. And they were coming on the back of Christianity. I think a lot of them were Catholic, but still yet they were claiming to be uh, Christians. They, and they were using this excuse. They were saying, this is the one, that, these are the ones that killed Jesus and we need to exterminate them. And they're taking over our country. And he used that. And this is what the guy said about his church though. They would sing on Sunday morning and in this little German town, a train would come by while they were singing hymns. And they began to notice there were screams coming out of these rail cars. They didn't understand it at first. And this would happen every Sunday that about the time they would sing hymns. And 
they finally realized it was the screams of the Jewish people going to these concentration camps. You know how they answered it? When the train would come by, they would sing louder so they wouldn't have to listen to the cries of the Jews. And that is a perfect illustration of what is happening in our country. It's almost like the church is singing louder, spiritually speaking. So we don't have to deal with the problems we're dealing with in our United States. My friends, this stuff with transvestites and this homosexual agenda and this thrust against women in our nation, if we don't stand up against it and voice our opinion, we will not have a nation much longer. I tell you, when you take women out, we're just not going to have much left, if anything. So my challenge to you today is, is to do your part. Surrender all. Just one voice starts adding up into many as women start speaking out against what we have happening in this nation. You don't see it happen in many other nations. You know why? Because they won't allow it. The world is laughing at the United States because they know it's going to be our downfall. Esther was God's person to spare her people. There are going to have to be some people stand up for Christianity and they're going to have to stand up forcefully and voice their opinion and be used of God. I have no doubt in these last days, God is going to have women in different places that will be used mightily of Him. I'm believing some of these agendas we're seeing are going to be brought to the ground by the power of God. Because one thing about God, when, when the enemy comes in like a flood, and he has, Satan has come in like a flood. If you hadn't realized, he has. He has flooded our nation. It is beyond evil and wicked now. We make Sodom and Gomorrah blush. But even in that, when it comes in like a flood, God said he would raise up a standard against it. Amen. And that standard is Jesus Christ. And ladies and men both, if you will be full of the Holy Spirit in these last days, I know God can use you. He can use men and women that are full of the Holy Ghost in these last days. It doesn't take a a church of 10,000 to do something. God flipped this world upside down with 12 disciples. And one of them was a Judas. And one of them was still not on the same page. So really, he used 11 men to flip this world upside down. He used a woman to bring the Redeemer of all of human the human race. He used a little teenage girl to save every one of us. Esther came to the conclusion Quality of life is better than quantity. Hear me? Quality of life is better than quantity. You can live all your days out, live to be a hundred years old, but if you don't follow after Jesus Christ, if you don't know Him as your Savior, you have nothing. You're broke spiritually, and you have wasted your life on a cruel, evil, and wicked world that will not last. If you want something that will last and stand the test of time, follow after Jesus Christ. Be used of Him. But to be used of God, you have to make yourself available. 
You have to make yourself available. I always like to use Brother Hartley and Gary for this because they know the analogy I'm fixing to use. It's like a football team. I could be the greatest player ever known. I could throw a football from here down to that grocery store down there. I could run 15, 20 miles an hour, sprint down the track, leave everybody. I don't know if that's fast or not. I have no idea. I can't run. <laughs> I can hobble pretty good. You can be the best player with all the skills, but if you don't show up, you're worth nothing. If you don't show up for practice, what good are you? If you don't show up for the games and you're sitting at home watching the team, what good are you? And I know you probably think, well, he's talking about coming to church. In the sense, yeah, but I'm really talking about being a Christian out in that world. I'm talking about serving others. I'm talking about standing up in these last days. My word, we got people scared to even post something on Facebook because they're scared they might offend somebody. Not me. I'll post it in a minute if I can be able to help somebody. And tag them in it too. Stand up in these last days, ladies. I encourage you by by the precious blood of Jesus Christ to stand up in these last days. Today, will you answer a call to full surrender? Today, will you answer the call to real involvement in Christianity? Today, will you answer the call to reach the lost? What's it going to be at the end of our life when we stand back and look at what all's went on? Because you know, when there's coming a day for all of us, we're going to face that moment. And what did, what did I leave behind here on this earth? Did I really do something? Or was I just merely existing? Will you answer the call to be used of God? Amen. I know we've got some wonderful women here. And I'm praying you, you will be used greatly at this church in the days ahead. We need you, ladies. We need you more than ever, more than ever to stand up and be used of God for such a day as this. We're so glad you joined us today. This is the place to come for the best in Christian music and sermons. We know that life can be tough, but we believe that God has a plan for each of us, and we want to help you find that plan. So please, stay tuned for more messages of hope and encouragement. Here at Power of the Cross Radio, we believe in the power of prayer. If you have a need, visit our prayer wall on the website at www.cross.radio. We also believe in the power of Christian music to touch hearts and change lives. So please keep listening. And if you know someone who might need a little encouragement, tell them about Power of the Cross Radio. We cover a wide mix of Christian music. Check the website schedule for more details. And if you have any questions, email us at info at cross.radio. You can also call us at 662-294-0608. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Power of the Cross Radio is a production of Cross Faith Ministries. You can visit their website at cfministry.com.